Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to another Scale Riders Podcast episode with your host, 65 Lokes. On the commute again, heading out, solo episode. I hope you guys have been enjoying the series of episodes that I've just been doing on my own like this. You know, we will get to those future interviews with guests. But for now, while I've been, like, just working on my models, very inspired, motivated, I, you know, I just feel like from not doing you know interviews or anything like that like this whole scheduling thing because sometimes that that could be like the most stressful part about getting a podcast together on the time in and all it's like you know just being able to just record uh whenever i want to and putting it out you know has uh given me a lot of freedom to be able to build and clear my mind and to just put a lot of energy into the builds that you know years back i was lacking on I wasn't really as active I was more just behind the scenes you know but you know it's gonna come in full circle it's gonna come to a point where I'm gonna step you know back like a little break for a little bit or take it a little slower on the builds and then you know get back on the on the podcasting interviews but it's been great you know I just finished the build last night the Nissan Z wagon and I was just tripping out when I was done with it. I was just like, whoa, like, I'm done, you know? And I was so just anticipating, all right, what, when is this going to happen? You know, because I started to see it every day. The more I worked on the car, how things were just coming together. Things were fitting in. I would run into some issues, but it, it wouldn't really uh, stress me out. And I would just be like, all right, uh, what do I need to do next? in order to fix that or just get around that you know and even uh there was a part where i needed to glue the back window onto the nissan z and i started using the white glue the crystal clear and it's the same as like the canopy glue you know and i'm I'm pouring putting it on the side just a little bit little small amounts with the toothpick and then after that, I needed to glue the, the top, the wing in the back. With that one, I ended up using the, uh, the CA glue, but the gold, the one with the black cap. And, you know, I put a very small amount of it on the two little holes, and then I inserted the, uh, the wing there, and it attached. But then I don't know why, for some reason, I was like, let me put more, like two more little, small little droplets on the inside. You know, I guess I just wanted to really secure it, like lock it in or whatever. And and by doing that, you know, I ha- had to flip the model upside down. And with the, with the small little toothpick, I just grabbed a little bit of glue that I poured onto a piece of tape. And I went in and I, and I dabbed on top of the first area. All right, cool. Went back, grabbed another little dot of glue, came back, did the second part. But by doing the second part, it was almost like like if some like static was like being built in there because as soon as I started pulling away the toothpick, I could see the glue just kind of string right there. And And what happened was it just like was pulled into the glass. <laughs> to the rear 
and I was like, oh, dang, like, you know, the glass looks clean, but you see that little thing, it almost looks like, like a hair, you know, or smaller than a hair, it's really small, like the string, but it's, you know, there's no coming out, so then, um, I even use, like, I try to use tape, like, lay it on top, and, like, peel it to see if it'll come, it, it won't come off, you know, so I just let it be, um, and then, later on throughout the build so that was one thing later on and through the build i noticed that the rear window wasn't really uh glued properly like it it seemed loose in some areas and i was like dang you know i need, I need to i need to correct this so i just took out the the back window you know i was like all right i'm, I'm taking you out so then by by doing that i ended up uh by, by taking out the, the back window, I ended up, you know, clean, cleaning out all the glue that I had previously added on there. Cleaned all that out. And then I had to take some of the glue off the, the window, the back window. But by doing so, it was going to pull some of that, the black paint that I had sprayed on the interior of the glass, on the edges. And so parts it did, you know... But it didn't, it didn't trip me out, like, oh, man, I'm going to have to redo this, back mask, and go go to the airbrush booth. Nah, it was like, all I had to do was get a marker. And I have one of those black Gundam markers. And then I ended up just touching it up in a small little area. And then, you know, just re-adding uh, paint around the edges of the window. And that was it. Um, it, looked, it looked the same, like if nothing had happened. But I also decided, you know what? What if I went in there and I used my uh, my Scratch X like polishing to uh, to apply to the glass? Maybe I wonder if it would come off. Cause I I was even thinking about sanding it off, but I was like, you see, if, if I sand this, it's just gonna ruin it, and I'm just gonna open up a can of worms. You know, I'm just gonna go down a path I wish I would have never gone down. So the the polishing was you know, the least thing that I was like, all right, at least I'll do, I'll do that, you know, and, and I did a little bit of it, it didn't, it didn't do much, if anything, it just cleaned the glass and made it more cleaner, you know, and I was like, all right, cool, so, you know, what, one tip, since we're talking about glass real quick, is, um, if you guys have the Meguiar's Scratch X, and you know, whenever you start with Meguiar's, uh, the pad you're supposed to always use with that one is the green one, right? The one that's very coarse when you start, when you're getting started with your polishing process. Well, when you want to clean your glass, even if you look at it under a mirror and it's like it's very clean, it's not scratched, or you or you do notice a little bit of scratches, maybe you're working on a an old like AMT kit that's been around, you know, for what 30 years or so, or 40 and you want to touch up that glass you want to bring it back to life there is a way all you need to do is get the scratch x get a q-tip grab some of that scratch x compound and like just spread it around on the on one side or even just on the half part of the glass and get your uh, dremel if you have the uh, dremel to set it at speed five which is the lowest speed and also place instead of using the green coarse grit use the the red one that's like the softest 
that's really not even coarse at all. Use the red bit and then turn on the drum and put on number five and then just, you know, start going from one side to the other, back and forth, up and down. And you're going to notice that it's going to polish it. It's going to get rid of the, the scratch X compound is going to help get rid of all those tiny little scratches. But since you're using um, the uh, the pad that's very soft, you know, it's not the course. It's not digging into it either. You know, I remember seeing a video. I didn't come up with this. So the person who I like to give credit to that I saw, I don't know, maybe you guys seen this somewhere else. But with my eyes, what I saw online was from uh, Giuseppe. He's a, a very high skilled model builder. He's also on Instagram, very, very active. And I saw him doing it there on one of his vids. And I was like, yo, I need to try that. And just from talking to him, I wanted to confirm, yo, like, is this what you did? He's like, yeah. So I started doing that with a lot of my glass and it, it brought it back. Like there's definitely a lot of shine on the glass and it just looks cool. Like, I really like what I did with with those, uh, with a lot of my latest, like, glass pieces on there that I add. Because it, it, it trips me out, like, all the things I've learned now, you know, through all the artists that I've met through the years. And looking back at a lot of things that I never did, you know, when you're starting off. Because I had no idea, no idea. And do I wish I would have known? Maybe, yeah. But but then again, it would have took a lot of the fun out. Because I feel like when you're new to something, you're very open-minded and you're very experimental, right? You want to do it your way, your ideas. It's like you get a model and someone who doesn't even model build sees what you're doing. Or you show them your model and you start to explain to them, hey, check it out. Look, this model here. I'm going to paint it this color, all this right here. I'm going to fill it in, you know, I'm going to do custom seats or, or the interior, you know, you start just throwing ideas out there. Like you already visually in your mind, see the car for what it is, like how you want it, your style, you know, and, and over time, you know, you start to develop your skills from trial and error, but what keeps you pumped and motivated is because you that vision that's stuck in your head you're, you're trying to reach that vision for that car and if you don't achieve it you try it on the next one and the next one and you keep going at it but at the same time you feel fulfillment and happiness with building this model and you're not distracted by electronic things you're not distracted by the internet or anything you know all your focus is on what's in front of you right there you're still using you know, hand coordination, your hand skills, you're thinking a lot, you know, you, you, it's just like you're, you're thinking, you know, everything's plan A to B to C all the way to Z, you know, every, every move you do, you're just, you know, you're thinking about it. The more models you build and the level that you start to, to get up, you start to get more precise and calculated. That's when, you know, you really, want to get it to scale you really now know what i need to do first and then second and then third you know how to follow more of the of the direction the the, the level of patience starts to grow 
you know, but at the same time, you know, looking at all that as a positive, it could also affect you as a negative too, because you could, you could like all of a sudden just like throw all that out the window and and get stressed out or mad. You know, a lot of things can happen, definitely. And even, even people that are like a high level building, sometimes those things happen to them too. So it's not just you, like it's everybody, you know, this could happen to everybody. You know, it happened to me at times. And at some point I just kind of learned to just accept it, live with it, or, you know, kind of laugh it off or whatever. But but yeah, there, there were times where I would be like, man, you know, and I always wanted to get back. And, and, I, and I remember this about myself when I was younger is like, if I would do something or build something and let's say I'd mess up or something had happened, I'd try to go back and refix it, right? Thinking like, oh, if I just like move it a little here or touch it up a little here, like I'll probably kind of get it better or I might fix it. Now that I would just make it worse. I would end up like, the thing would come off or break it like I would just make it really worse and that would bother me because I'd be like oh my god I should have just left it so if I was already feeling regret for like kind of messing up I felt even more regret for like going back in that moment and re-messing with it so and that happens I heard other people tell me that without me ever saying anything and I'm like oh dude like I could relate to you like I know exactly what you're talking about and it's a trip because now sometimes it happens like I'll glue something and I'll be like oh dang it's a little crooked oh dude what the heck and in that moment I go well wait a minute I'm kind of good at going back and like, you know, making things kind of fall apart or whatever. So no, no big deal. So then I find a way and I get it out and I'm like, cool. And then I go, damn, that's crazy. Like back then it would bother me. Now I'm kind of happy that I kind of know, or I'm looking at it at the angle as to like, how can I pop this off? And, and I'll, you know, take things off, re-glue them put them back and I'm like dope I ha- I got a second chance so that's the thing with model building too is like there's these second chances you get sometimes you know there's a window of when you can get a second chance not all the time but when you do just just do it you know and with this Nissan Z I mean it taught me a lot of things as as like perfect as I wanted it to get I mean I wasn't really thriving for perfect I just wanted it to look a certain way and that and that's it you know and you know there was a little hiccups here and there with with things but you start to learn how to cover those things up you know once once they appear or you know I remember like the roll cage it was um it was just gray with primer I had primered it a long time ago you know and what I should have done is I should have gone back to scuff it a little like lightly sand it because that primer had been dry and cured and it was almost like it just obviously molded to the to the cage but there wasn't no tooth on it it was too smooth and what I should have done is I should have I should have like wet sanded it you know really lightly or or just sanded the whole thing you know as much as I could not in every little crevice but in the exterior and reprimer it 
again, just so it's activated again, you know, and a little bit rough with the tooth. And then I should have airbrushed it, you know. But then again, you know, I airbrushed it. And it, it's so funny that, I mean, I didn't even want to, I didn't want to um, uh, clear it either, you know. I didn't want it to be all glossy and shiny. No, no, no. Just, just like more of a kind of a flat color with a little bit of shine sort of, you know. Um, like if it's glossy but without the clear. So I sprayed the, uh, uh, what is it, the splash paint upholstery red but on the roll cage and I, just, I always used the upholstery colors for the roll cages and I, I like the way it looks so I was like oh cool so then I installed the roll cage my interior and then I started doing little mock-ups right but then I noticed is that the more I was handling the uh, the, the roll cage I was starting to scratch it like like a little bit of paint chipped off in one area I was like oh okay so I was like oh, I, don't, I really don't want to go back to the booth and paint and like paint this thing you know <laughs> I just didn't want to so I grabbed the red marker I shook it up all right I'll just touch it up right here. it's just a little dot and I touch it up all of a sudden that little scratch and the thing just got bigger and I was like oh what the heck happened you know and then I started to think, oh, I, I know why. The paint, like, it's there, but it's it's not, like, it's not gripping to the to the primer as good because it's so smooth. You know, I'm starting to chip it off. And that's when I started thinking, oh, I should have done it. But I was like, ah, whatever, it's too late, you know, no worries. So then I, I um, kind of pre-mocked the car, putting the roll cage in there. Like, I mean, the, the body with everything right with the roll cage and everything and then i'm peeking through all the windows real close and i mean it looks dark in there you know there's no lighting but i just started to like just peek trying to find it and i couldn't see it i couldn't find it so i was like all right cool i'm in the clear but then i also thought well look worst comes to worst if i could still see it then i don't gotta go to the paint booth and do all this stuff da -da -da -da, and then clear my airbrush after you know, get all the air. You know, I'm making it sound like dragging it like it's a hassle. It's really not. But, you know, for something that's so small, I was like, you know, I don't want to be doing all that jazz. So then um, I just thought, worst comes to worst, I'll cut out a a, a piece of, uh, of uh, water slide decal. And I'll just slide that over it and boom, there it is. You, you won't even know. Like, it's just, oh, cool, a little decal. But that's if you could see. But since you can't really see in there, there's, there's no even reason to even waste the water slide decal in there because you're not going to see it, you know. And and I was like, all right, well, that, that, that'll be it for that, you know. And I just, I just let it chill on that part. Mm. Uh, this time around, for the seatbelts, instead of using the... Uh, the seatbelts from zoom on i decided you know what i've already done the zoom on ones let me try something different let me try the the ones from edward right this is a company from czech republic not sure if it's from prague or where but it's from out there beautiful country and i was just like you know what let me try these out so you know when you get the set 
you know, it shows it on one side, like you see a set on one side, but it comes with two, and that's that's for both seats. So I use the the Sparco red seat belts, four points, the four point seat belt, and it's a photo edge piece. These seat belts are already uh, pre painted. And they're very, very easy to work with. All you gotta do is just fold, look at the directions, and that's one of the things I like, the directions. They're very clear and straightforward right there. So you get two seat belts and instructions. And I was like, yo, this is cool. So just make sure you have the proper tools. The ones I, I recommend to do it and, and get it really clean, and, and this way you keep moving forward and not having to struggle, is um, make sure you get a pair of those Tamiya photo etch scissors. Also, you know, your hobby knife. And the last thing I'd recommend is Tamiya makes these nice uh, tweezers, bendable tweezers for photo etch. Get a pair of those. And also, um, they have this other uh, photo etch. It's a bending tool. And there's one where the nose is really long and then there's one that's really short. I use the long one. Later I'll take a photo of that and post it on my stories on Instagram. Maybe a post, but those are the tools that you'll need. So with the hobby knife, you cut out the, the photo etch. There's like three little stems for the most part or two that you need to cut out. You cut those out, right? But don't cut it as close to the to the photo etch piece. Cut it as far. So this way when you pull out the, the seat belt, you're gonna notice, okay, I have the seat belt off of the tree now. But there are those little stems which almost look like little spikes. They're sticking out from the edges of it, right? That were attached to the tree. This is where you're gonna get your, your photo etch scissors. So the scissors you know, you, you put them as close as possible. And once it's there, you just clip them. And you're going to see that, that those scissors will clip it clean on the edge. And you don't got to do anything else. It's already smooth. It's flush. And you just clip all of them. And then from there, you get your, your bending tool. And just follow the instructions. It tells you exactly where to bend on the seatbelt. You start bending that. And you basically are just building your harnesses, everything. And it looks it looks crazy because when you're done, it looks very realistic. Like the material, it looks like the, the stitching it shows. It looks real. It gives that illusion, like it's really ribbon uh, material. And what I liked about it is that when you use the uh, like the long nose bending tool. You know, you go in there and you apply that pressure and you bend it. And it's like you lock it down, dude. Like once it bends and, and you clamp it on, you know, you could always go back and unbend it. But it's not going to unbend on its own. Like it's it's going to hold really good right there. And it, it didn't take me that long. I did it all in a, in a short amount of time. And once I was done... Um, I needed to glue those onto the seat because I had to bend them kind of to the contour of the seat, but at the same time, I didn't want them to move around and, and be all over the place. So I grabbed a little bit of the, 
the CA glue, but the the gold, the one with the black cap. And I went ahead and I and I put that on there. And I, I carry those on the in the site too. And all those other tools I mentioned, I also carry them right there. But the uh, the black gold, I just applied it on the back backing part. I, you know, a little bit of glue, not not a lot, because the less glue you put, it it dries faster. You know, and I'm also starting to step away from accelerator. I'm start, I'm starting not to use it anymore. I used to have a bottle on my bench all the time. I don't even have that in my bench anymore. I, I put it away, unless I'm doing you know, um, like body work or something where I really want something filled in fast, and I want to continue working, then I'll bust out. But just for these small things, nah, I don't I don't need it. I just need a small little amount of glue. Got the seats done. Uh, the, uh, the the excess seat belt on the back, I had it running through the back. You know, I had to cut half of the material off because I didn't need that much. And then since it's photo etch, I grabbed another tool and I, and like a round tool, and I had to like uh, kind of fold it, but like in a round mold, like to mold it around, right? So it has that curve. So this way I could like roll that around the, uh, the seat belt, not the seat belt, the so roll cage in the back, right? Almost like you know how they do it in the in the one on one skill cards. So I was like, all right, cool, that's done. So you know everything just started to come together, and that's since I was like moving at a at a fast pace. You know, I was working on it like Sunday night, Monday night, and I was staying up till midnight. And then even last night, I stayed up till like midnight. I was like, oh damn, I think this is it. I'm done. You know, and I just like put the car together took some photos quick photos put it away <sighs> that was it and i was like you know what i'll uh i'll take a look at it you know later when i get back from work or whatever when i get back home and i'm not gonna i'm not gonna mess with it. i'm just gonna stare at it and see if you know if there's anything i need to still like add or whatever and because I could, I could still revisit the car, like I didn't completely glue it from the bottom. Um, it just snaps on, like you fit in the back part where it it receives the back portion, and then as you're putting it, as you're um, let me see what happened here. Oh, there we go. As you're putting it from the, uh, I thought I disconnected from one. Sorry. When you're putting it from the front part, it just like clips on right there. All right, so um, man, I had to stop it real quick just because uh, I kept getting like an alert or something. But oh, we're back. But the uh, with the Nissan Z, like I was saying, I could revisit it. I I just basically like popped it back in and it just like locks in from the front. You know, I don't have to put any glue, so I could still unpop it off and like bring it down. Um, you know, and and reopen it. But a lot of times, you know, once the model's done, that's it. You know, I don't, I don't want to, like, mess with it or whatever. But, I mean, it's still fairly fresh on my mind. Like, I'm just tripping out. Like, oh, man, it's done. Because I remember it spent for the longest time, months, in my uh, little case, my work-in-progress case. And I'd be working on other stuff, and that car would just be chilling there and chilling there and chilling there. And, you know, and then finally until now, and... I don't know. To me, I just feel like that's like another a reason why, you know, I'm glad I waited on it, but also like 
a reason for it was like meant to be like the timing you know it was meant to be prolonged it was meant to uh, take this long because I I used house of color paint on the car and the clear and everything and, and I really liked the way it came out you know even um, you know using custom paint on, on a car you know it ended up working out uh, for this this style of car because you don't really see too many cars like this you know especially like Nissan Z if anything it's more like just like the factory colors uh, what it comes with you know and not not too much of a, of a custom but to me it's just learn learned a lot from it you know learn from some mistakes that went on you know what to do first second like in with the instructions you know especially like that that part of the rear uh with the with the glass and all and the instruction i mean not that it says it but just from when you install it's recommended to install the glass first and then the wing on top because it lays over it um but then there's a part of me that's like i should have just done it in reverse i should have just put the the wing in first had that glue locked down and then put the glass you know and i didn't do that um but but it happens i mean it's it's about learning and even if i attempted to redo this car again you know and avoiding those mistakes i might yeah avoid them but then i might fall into another mistake a different one you know that i didn't happen on the first one so so it it is what it is you know um no no big deal um you know these models that i'm doing they're for personal like those are my little trophies you know for whatever skills i've learned from them and i just put them in their case and and tuck them away on my bench and every so often like i'll look at them you know i'll look up and, and see the progression or see where they're at um from there and and just keep continuing on the next and on the next so now that that one is completed i'm gonna go back and start working on the kingswood the 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 model kit that's from australia where you know it's a, a 101 scale car from out there too so that uh that model i just have to re-clear it and and the body is pretty much done as far as paint and then the uh the inside the assembly that's that's what would be next is the assembly part for this car and and then once i get that going that'll be another car that would be done for the books too um you know but aside from that i mean i know you guys i've already posted photos i also have the um the pandem uh rocket bunny um ae86 toyota car that i have right there on my bench that one that is actually chilling inside the um work in progress case you know uh that one's there i already have the color in mind of what i'm gonna do with that car so as soon as i'm starting to work on this kingswood and, and getting closer further on i'm gonna go <sighs> go ahead and um start working on that one you know start getting it going and 
and painting and, and doing all that process. I've already done a lot of mock-ups with it. Uh, everything's uh, been primered. So I just have to basically gather up, you know, get my colors and just start spraying and, and going from there. So that's also going to be another uh, another fun fun project right there, you know. And I don't know. I don't, I don't know what's going to come next. I mean, right now I'm kind of... Uh, getting inspired by a lot of different things different styles you know i I, t I did take a break from certain genres of building you know i wasn't I haven't built a lowrider car in so long i haven't built a custom car in so long so you know hopefully this year i get back and i revisit some cars that i took away that i was working on and and then i just kind of just chilled off them you know I um I think it's gonna be time to like come back and at some point this year and like revisit them, get put some work into them, and hopefully get them done. You know, so um, now that you know I have the paint right there, the airbrush, like there's really nothing holding me back but myself and my ideas on these builds, you know, and I just gotta, I gotta get them done, but, but man, it's such a good feeling, it's very rewarding when you, uh, when you finish a model, you know, because I remember times back then of just, like, starting one up, not finishing it, going to the next, starting it up, not finishing it, and then making that a pattern, you know, over and over and over and over, and, and then after a while, I'd just get over these cars, and I'd be like, man, I don't, I don't think I'll ever, I'm ever gonna, like, revisit this or, or finish it, you know, it's kind of, kind of like whatever to me right now, and I remember, like, the very first time I ever vended, this was, uh, this had to be the year 2020, in February, so this is like before March, you know, before they announced about the pandemic and closures and all this, right? So January of 2020, I had found, we had found out that we were going to have a baby. So I was like, it was basically like right after New Year's, you know, <laughs> I was like, dang, okay. I was like, well, that's it. It's a wrap. I got a... I got to get rid of a lot of the, these model kits because there's going to be no time for me to build or anything, you know? So I ended up, you know, like looking at all my stuff. And I remembered the the closest show that was going to happen was going to be in February in the city of Camarillo. And this was uh, the event hosted by Ventura Hobby. So I'm like, all right, I'll, I'll sign up. I'll get a table. So I did that. Got a table. And I brought a bunch of kits, some new, a lot of them were just open box, some pre-built, some missing parts, you know, even things that I just bought through the years at Swap Meets. And I also brought like rattle cans, you know, all these things, like whatever basically I had, everything, I, I think I had like, I brought like everything except for... 
like you know house of color paint and and like maybe some projects that you know I was still working on that you know I wasn't done with and I just knew I just put these away and that's it you know I'll mess with them later maybe I don't know I really didn't know what, what was gonna be what to expect right first time being a father upcoming father so I was like dang I don't, I don't know what's gonna happen so I started selling my stuff and people started coming through and a lot of those pre-built and you know semi-started kits that I was torn between like oh man I bought this kit I started it and like now I'm not feeling I'm not gonna like built it and I almost felt like oh poor model like what a waste you know I'm not even gonna but when I got rid of you know I was like all right you know I saw how people were reacting people would be like hey can I open them like go ahead because I would put little stickers I would say like pre-built or missing parts whatever and they want to look so they would look at it and I just saw like some excitement in them being like oh man like telling their friends I could do this to this car or this to that you know or maybe I could just you know, da, 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 da. and I was like, oh, wow. I was like, cool, you know, this car is hopefully going to get built someday or whatever. It's going to a new home. So I just started getting rid of all this stuff and it just felt good. Like I was just like, oh, I'm like, you know, less, less things to have. All that stuff was gone. And even like the, the newer kits, they were starting to disappear. The kits I never even opened. I bought them, I had them in the session, never opened them, but they were starting to disappear. Um, eventually, what ended up happening? Um, oh yeah, like the spray cans, I put them for cheap for like a dollar, two dollars. Cause some of them were open. Like I did some sprays, but they still had paint in them. These were all like Tamiya, um, you know, lacquers and people were just buying them. Boom, boom, boom. You know, my glues, you know, extra, whatever, knobby, nice blades, whatever. Like, it was just being gone. And I didn't completely sell out, but I did leave lighter, you know. And I was like, dope. So then all that money that I made, it was like, all right, I'm saving. This is for whatever we need to buy right now. You know, this is going to start things, right? And... And right away, I was like, yeah, all that money was used, you know, to buy, like, a crib and whatever else, you know, small little stuff that, you know, because it's not like I made a killing or whatever, but whatever. It was just like, that's all it was for. And I put everything away, you know. I didn't want to have paint in the room. I didn't want to have glue, none of that stuff. I put that all that stuff away. I think I even left it at my parents' house. Because I just didn't want to, like, be around it. Because then I was going to be tempted to want to build. And I, I just, nah, you know. I wanted to more focus on the priority, you know, with the baby coming our way. And, like, making sure we're cool. But then, you know, once, you know, like, pandemic was announced, things were closed. And then I wasn't working. I was just at home all day. I was like, damn, I got I to gotta do something. You know, and I mean, for modelers, you know, we're already used to being home, being by ourselves and, and just doing our own thing. So it was like, oh, this will this will be nothing, you know, and it's crazy because there's a lot of people where, you know, this this kind of stuff messed with them psychologically. You know, it made a lot of people depressed, 
anxious or just very like alone and very like because he had all this time to think right all this time it made uh it made couples closer or it made couples like you know want to pull each other's hair out like you know divorces happen it was crazy so i mean for modeler i mean it's easy you know if as long as you do the chores around the house and you do your part they do their part that's it and nothing else no one needs nothing that's it all right you know where to find me and it's like you got your own time you know everyone has their own time and boom you don't gotta worry about nothing um so then i mean for myself i was i was just like i know i could watch tv but i'm not really too big on that like you know I could watch a movie here and there or a show here and there that's interesting. But that's it. I'm not 24-7, like, glued onto the TV, you know? So uh, I want to do, do productive stuff. So then that's when I was like, man, what else can I do that's not going to, like, where I don't really require, like, glue and certain things? And, and then that's when, you know, I was like, oh, yeah, like, the Gundams, duh. So I started busting out my Gundams and all that. And I went a little Gundam crazy right there. And, and just like, you know, building all those. And, and you know, the, the rest is history. You know, we baby came and everything. Everything was dope. And I wasn't even thinking about model building. I wasn't podcasting. I wasn't doing anything. It was just baby, baby, baby. And it was, it was so fun and cool. Because, like, I knew that this is the first time this is happening. And... And it's just like, I got to enjoy all this stuff, you know. And th- thanks to everybody, too, for telling me, enjoy it, enjoy it, because they go fast. And it's so true. I listened, I listened, you know. I, and I enjoyed it. I still look back at videos, photos, and I just trip out how how my my daughter is compared to then. Like, she's, she's going to be turning three next week already. And I'm going, dang, like, it's a trip, you know. And I've been lucky. I've been very lucky to, like, be with her, like, all the time and, like, you know, work from home and do all this stuff. And just be being able to be with her has been very important uh, for me, you know. So, it's, uh, it's a trip. But, you know, going, going back to what I was saying about, like, like builds, you know, we, we open builds up and, and, you know, about the pattern of, like, not completing them. And, you know, it's like a 50-50. On some, you want to keep because you don't want to give up on them. You're just waiting for that spark to come back. But then there's others where there's just, there's really, like, there's just nothing. Like, it's like you hit a dead end and there's just, nothing's going to come out of it anymore, you know? And, like, yeah, you could build it, but you're not really going to be, like, happy with it, you know? You're just going to put it away and that's it. You know, it's it's a done deal. So, yeah, it's, it's kind of a trip. It's kind of a trip, but I mean, you just have to make those decisions for yourself of uh, what you want to do. Do you want to keep it? Do you want to get rid of it? You know, and and yeah, at this point, I'm just more trying to go for builds that get me excited. The excitement builds, you know. There's a as an example, like uh, white chocolate in Spain. He's been producing body kits, right, for Hondas, uh, Volkswagens, and and it's just, there's all these, like, 
different things he does, he creates. And and what I like about it is that he's touching on a, on a niche of, of things that are not being produced, you know? And, you know, meeting him in person was awesome. But I also got to un- see his builds in person and I got to understand a little bit of where he's coming from, like as how passionate he is about being true to, you know, what came out with Honda, these parts and this series. And, you know, to me, I'm still new to a lot of things regarding Honda, right? On different series, the Type R, Sir, all these things, they're still new to me, right? I'm learning as I go. And I've never claimed that I was like this guru do that knew all this stuff no like i'm learning as i go but i know he knows a lot about it you know um he's owned you know honda and and other you know vehicles and they and like they get they grow they grew up around this stuff and they see it a lot and i'm sure you know they've explored it and, and and everything right and it's the same with like my friend david and they're in the same crew like they know a lot about Honda cars. So I'm always like a sponge. Like whenever they talk about it or they say stuff, I'm like, I'm like locked in. I'm listening, you know. Uh, but with that said, I know that, you know, White Chocolate's products are always going to be on point. You know, they're going to be precise to scale, fitment, and and at the same time something that's different that hasn't been produced that you really don't see other model builders like for example i bought some seats from him he he produced some seats and i started to kind of search the seat and i was like yo these seats are dope and I, i ordered a bunch for my models right just to have as options and i put them in this little case and have a bunch of seats in there but it's so dope that the seats he produced are different from the seats that Zumon produces, for example, you know? Like, if it's, like, the Sparkle Recaro seats, it's a different Recaro seat. Like, it's not the same seat. So, it's like, oh, dope. I have another option now, right? But now I'm knowing, yo, this is a white chocolate, like, like seat, you know, that he produced to offer to us. And, and, you know, he has his, his sets of wheels. So he does, like, different things. But, at, but going back to the, to the body kits. So when I did my, uh, my Honda EF9, you know, this was one of the, the Nunu Hobby kits. And the car is more of a, like a race car, right? But I wanted it to be, you know... The influence was, the inspiration was the the Kanjuzoku car from Japan. And, you know, I needed to, like, I guess, switch the car up. I needed to modify it to uh, more of a street car, more of a, 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 you know, like an EF9 that, that, like, you know, someone's parents used or whatever when they came out. And now the, 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 the son owns it. And, and like, he just modified it and he's, he's just, you know, 
going crazy on the streets or whatever, right? So the cool thing is, uh, you know, my chocolate had the body kit for that. And, and it was, you know, it was a front bumper, rear bumper, the exhaust. And, and then these like little, these like caps that fill in the sides for these holes for the, for like the, I believe it was the gas tank, but not the original gas tank. It's like the, uh, the more modified, uh, style of gas tank. And, and with his kit, I got to make this more of a reality and I, and I, and I finished and I did the model, you know, and, and it's just like, he, he recently came out with this like CRX kit that looks really dope. And I picked one up and I already, I got it in some weeks back. And, and those are the things like I look at that, the model, I have the CRX model. And then I look at the, at that, that body kit. And I, and that's what gets me excited. Because I'm like, if I built the CRX, it's going to be a different type of CRX. And hopefully it brings attention, awareness that more people would want to build a CRX with his kit, his body kit, you know. Um, but it just, it looks, it looks cool. Like, but he has a ton of other stuff too that he, uh, he produces and he even has like a kit for like the S2000 and you can just see the differences. Like it's a trip house, like some mods switch up a car and just makes it a whole lot better, you know? Uh, but I try not to sleep. Like when he, he busts out with something, like I support cop it, I get it. And, and those are the little things that, that bring that excitement, um, to the, to the model, you know? But yeah, it's been, it's been crazy. Like with, we got so much stuff out there being produced. You got Iceman collections, producing stuff left and right, not only for models, but also for like diorama pieces as well. Gavin out in Japan. I mean, dude's been killing it, producing beautiful wheels. You know, he just recently announced the, uh, the Cadillac, these like, spoke wheels that look so dope with the white wall and it makes me like man I wish I had some some of those like vintage Johan Cadillac kits you know to put some of these wheels on those big old long stretch bodies slammed you know um when I see wheels like that I always think of like David Anthony Garcia, even uh, like Willie, because I know those dudes have and built those kind of models to use those kind of wheels that I know that they make it look badass, like all slammed and stuff. So it's cool, man. Like, you know, it, there's things being produced for everybody, you know, um, you know, it, it, everybody has like something their thing even like just recently um dutch dog three models he created this um he like designed it and 3d printed this lift kit for uh, a silverado he did and, and he just posted those final photos last night well i saw it this morning i'm pretty sure from last night and dude's got leds on in there and everything man and it just looks dope like it looks so dope it looks like a real car like a real truck you know 
and I uh, can't wait to see that at a show. But you see that that's the thing. A lot, a lot of people are doing um, various uh, different things to their cars. You know, people are are uh, just you know building. They're either designing for themselves or those that are designing to offer their products for others. You know, we have the best of both worlds right now with a lot of these products that are uh, that are coming out. And, you know, as, as far as, like, my store, like, for myself, you know, I, I keep having to pivot and change things to make it exciting for myself, but also for my customers, you know, to uh, to come back and, and purchase items on what they need, you know? And an update that I'll give that has changed, I know I had mentioned about shipping, Right? Now a lot of a lot of the stuff that I've been shipping out has been going out like priority mail. So a lot of a lot of things have been arriving to my customers within sometimes one day if you're in California or two. And if you're like in the East Coast, you know, whether it's Florida, New York, Boston, you know, Michigan, you know, wherever, like it's been like you'll get it in two to three days or three days and it's there packages are insured you know so it, it's uh it's a great feeling knowing that all these uh packages are going out fast and the reason why i say that is because you know before i used to offer first class mail and priority and you know first class mail it takes too long it's like five days it is cheap, but but it's just like, man, if you pay a little more, you'll get the item even faster, you know? And you could definitely uh, like you get to use it quicker, like have it in, have it already there, especially if you're in the middle of a project and you run out of like some material and you don't have a hobby store or whatever near you, you know? So it it was just cool to like now and, and it's such a trip because remember i had talked about the the whole like the ups thing i was a little worried like man how am i gonna ship my stuff out because you know if these guys go on strike i'm not gonna be able to ship through them and this and this and that and it's such a trip that they got everything sorted out right and starting like that monday where they said they were gonna start like the protest but you know it didn't happen because everything got sorted before that like every order that i shipped out like for like that whole week was i ended up doing priority mail on everything not once did i purchase a ups label everything was usps and that tripped me out i was like what the heck and even this week you know i maybe just shipped one package that was ups and everything and I was like, damn, that's a trip, you know? I don't know I don't know how this is going down, but as of late. But I, I did notice something though. I I think I almost have a feeling they've kind of I don't know if they've gotten rid of or they're gonna be getting rid of first class smell for small packages. It's gonna now it's gonna be should be called uh, USPS 
ground uh, ground something, right? That's what they're offering. Because I noticed first class on my options doesn't pop up no more. Now it's the ground one. But it's the same timing, like five days. Five days. That's a long time, you know. And um, and I've been noticing that. And I noticed, like, even the rates, they're trying to lower them a little. Just a little, a little, right under UPS. Like, trying to compete with them. You know? I don't know. It's kind of crazy. But that's, that's as of late is from what I've been seeing on there. But anyway, that's the shipping portion of things right now. Um, the, uh, the other thing is, like, uh, like tools, right? Um, there, there's tools, you know, in the beginning, I was carrying a lot of different tools. I wanted people to have different options because I know people will have different likes and people stick to different things. If there's people that are Tamiya heads and that's all it is, it's all Tamiya products for tools. There's people that are like between Tamiya and God hand or all God hand, you know, everyone, all these different things. So it's, it's one of these things where, you know, I'm only sticking to the top brands that give good performance. You know, you get good results from using these tools and at the same time, they're accessible where I can restock when I sell out of them, right? Uh, tools that are very hard for me to get from suppliers that are from out of the country and all that, that just take a long time to get here and this and this and that. I'm not really going to be carrying their stuff as much just because it takes too, too long and um, just the business dealing sometimes it's just they want to hit you with so many fees like they want you to pay for all the fees you know which is kind of lame but whatever it is what it is and uh but the other ones you know uh god hand definitely a staple stain but you know not not carrying like the full full catalog only like the stuff that you know the sanding pads for sure those, those things are like the best right there um we're going to be restocking soon on the Infinity model stuff. I know we've been out of that for a while, but that stuff's going to come back. And then the Tamiya stuff is like, all, it's always been A+, right there. It is pricier, but trust me, it's like worth like every penny right there with those, uh, with those pieces right there. Um, as far as like, like the detail parts... You know the current brands that we're currently carrying um, you know we are gonna stock but there are there are gonna be somewhere once they're gone they're gone I don't I don't really plan on carrying them too much and uh, and you guys will notice that when you go to the site you know if you ever see like a detail part that just doesn't come back in and I might make, make an announcement you know later on some stuff that like will, will be gone um, and, um, and then also like the model kits, I'm really trying to like trim down on the kits, uh, just, just to make up for, I need to make room. I need to make space. So, um, you know, I currently have a lot of Aoshima, Fujimi, Hasegawa, Nunu plots. I don't really have much of like Revell AMT, you know, and all those there, but I'm definitely trying to cut down. You know, if you guys haven't been on my email list, 
go to the website, sign up for the email list because I've made some sales online that I've announced like 20% off, 25% off, off model kits, but only to people that are on the email list. I haven't even posted that on Instagram or anywhere um, just because I wanted to be fair to those that are subscribed, like have them get the, uh, the heads up, you know, and, and just sign up. It's easy. Just go in there and just in that little box, put your email and you're subscribed. And if you've already ordered from me and you're not subscribed, just update your, 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 uh, notifications right there because I do, you know, all of a sudden decide, all right, I'm going to do a flash saw on this for like two days. And then I'll put up the, uh, I, you know, like the discount on there either an automatic or a code for the most part that this last one I did was a code one you know that you can only get through there so uh, I'm gonna keep doing more I'm gonna keep doing more on the kits and stuff like that so so this way if there's anything you guys are looking for or you have on your wish list you know um, just go there but but yeah I'm like I'm trying to cut down on uh, on, on kits just you know try to get as much out this year so this way i can make room for for new kids you know for for later on the year and next year uh, but right now that's kind of been like a goal for me is to uh get rid of a lot of the kits that i currently have in the on the online site um there so so keep an eye out there's definitely gonna be uh like more cells coming in but like i said if you join the email list, you know, the, those for sure um, are, are going to be, like, happening more and more and more uh, right there. So just uh, just keep an eye out. But, it, but it's been fun, man. Like, you know, just being able to, uh, you know, work on models, package orders with model stuff, and then, you know spending time with family and then later again going at it to complete my models you know and and it works out too because even like during the day when i'm working from home if i need a spray an item like with primer i could just prep my parts and then when the time comes go outside sp spray everything with primer and i have a little table out there outside that all the parts I just lay them on there and I let the, and, and the sun hits that that table all day all the time so uh, this and then plus it's hot outside it's like 90 degrees right all those things help so then the the uh, the primer just cures like fast so and I leave it out there for a while and then finally, when I come back and I bring the part in, it doesn't even smell like primer. It doesn't smell like paint. Like, it's already dry. And I'm like, all right, cool. And then I just put it in this box or I put it away until I, until it's time to, like, you know, inspect everything and, and look at it. And if I notice, oh, there's an area I need to, I need to fix. If I have a little time, then, you know, I'll most likely, re, like, sand it down and then just reprimer and it's and it's good to go it's ready to go so it just uh it just varies as to like wh what is it that i uh that i want to do man this, i'm driving 
next to this uh, I don't even know it's a Ferrari but I've never seen this style of car it looks nice it kind of looks like a race car sort of they're they're, uh, they're carrying it in this uh, oh man transport vehicle it looks crazy but yeah I'm going downhill right now right, right now um, oh yeah I, I want to mention um, next month there is a, a model show, an IPMS model show. It's the first one ever that's happening in Oxnard, California, where I grew up. And um, it's happening next month in September. I'll give more uh, details later. I don't want to read it. I can't read it right now because I'm driving. Uh, but it's happening next month. I did post it on Instagram. It's there with all the details if you want to. It's on a Saturday, and and uh, it should be fun. It should be a fun show, uh, that one. So uh, I'll, I'll mention it more. I just wanted to bring it up right now. But, but yeah, that show's coming up that I know in September. Then in October, I'll be doing the Orange Con. First time ever doing Orange Con. So I'm excited about that. We got Orange Con coming up. So I'll be there for that. And then what's the other show? In November, there's uh, the Pomona show NHRA. So um, the one in Oxnard, it's not official yet on if I'll be vending for that show. I have been in contact uh, with one of the promoters of the show. It's just unsure. Um, I'm not. I, I won't know right now till later if there's a table available. You know. So if there's something available, I'll be there. If there's nothing available, then I won't be vending. Uh, but as far as Orange Con, it's that's been locked in. I'm I'm in I'm in there already. Pomona show. I'm not locked in yet. Um, it's still up in the air. I I need to the thing is there's a lot of stuff going down like on my side like personal side so it's like this month's been like you know got my daughter my fiance's birthday coming up next week they're like two days apart from each other their birthdays are coming up and then so that's already I'm busy you know all I'm thinking right now is birthday stuff next month September it's like there's that Oxnard show but then later it's my mom's birthday too and then in October, it's going to be busy because I'll have to focus on the Orange Con. But then I'm also going to a family wedding on one weekend. And then two weeks out, there's another family wedding. So it's like two weddings. Like, well, it's like the same wedding. It's just one's a celebration, like a different, I don't know, different days or whatever, different weekends. So there's a lot of that going on. And then November, I'm going to be going to Mexico. And I just need to look at the calendar. When am I leaving the Mex? When am I When am I come back? You know, when's like Thanksgiving? And can I squeeze in uh, doing the show in Pomona? So I got to I gotta figure that, that out. If, and I got to do it soon. Because if I wait too long, then there's going to be no tables, right? So I got to like see if uh, if I could lock that down right there 
And if so, then so be it. Reach out. If everything looks good, reach out, lock it down, and that's it. I'll see you guys there, you know? Um, but we'll, we'll see what's up. I mean, but that's kind of what's been on my mind. I mean, as much as I want to do a lot of stuff, it's just like I got all these other priorities, like, going down, like, personal ones that I'm like, like, dang, you know? And... It's possible, but we'll see. Um, and then also in October, the uh, NNL uh, Hawaii is going down too. So that was a shot I I wanted to do, but I, I think it's going to be really hard. I don't think I could do it just because, like I mentioned, we got those weddings, those family weddings coming up. And I know how people get, people get all stressed out around weddings, like... You know, you got to get this, you got to get that, and I don't know. And it's all last minute last minute things, you know. So I don't want to just add another extra thing to the plate, you know. So, uh, so yeah, that that's not going to, I don't think that's going to go down. But, you know, there, there's a couple of people I know that are going to be out there for that. So, I mean, it sounds like fun, though, you know. I hope that next year I'm able to go to Japan and I hope that next year I'm able to go to Hawaii, you know, and also I hope that I can go to other, other shows too in the U.S. Um, I would want to do like an Acme show in Atlanta. I would want to uh, uh, go to... The NNL East, that's like in uh, New Jersey. I would love to go to one of those, you know. And that one's always like around April too. So, you know, those are those are those are cool times to go. You know, it's not hot. It's probably cold, but you know, you can wear a sweater or a jacket, and you're good. So it's not you can control the temp right with what you wear to be to be comfortable. You know, but I would definitely like to go and meet some people. Uh, to those and um, I don't know I don't know if I'd bend you know maybe but I wouldn't bring a lot of stuff I just bring like a small bit of stuff maybe or maybe I'll just not then then just bring like get a table bring my uh, uh, what is it like uh, my tablecloth thing with my logo set that up and then just like meet people give stickers out maybe put some models I don't know I don't know. That's that sounds probably more funner, um, and maybe I don't know. I really don't know. There's a lot to think about, but but yeah, it would it'd be, it would be pretty pretty cool to uh, to come out to a show like that, you know. Um, but, but we'll see what's up, though. I'm I'm excited about coming out over here to uh, to these shows. They're gonna be going down and it, it feels good that you know if you know if I'm going to be there at these shows I can bring out my models too and I could display them you know th- there'll be another another model to be displayed uh, on the tables for these up <sighs> upcoming shows upcoming shows damn I'm not I need to stop that I need to stop trying to talk as I'm yawning because it doesn't, it doesn't make any sense. And I'm sorry if I'm making you yawn too. 
catching them yawns, you know, because it, it happens. Um, I'm I'm almost here uh, where I'm supposed to. Man, there was like some traffic like back there, but I should be. Uh, I'm in the clear. I'm already in the in the city. It's just um, just cruising it right here. Um, but yeah, you know, I'm, I'm enjoying having being able to just like record when I can record. You know, like I got the time. Just throw on the mic. Let's go. I like doing it like that. You know, because when you uh, decide, oh, I'm gonna plan it out at this time and this and this and that, and then you're trying to figure out like a schedule with the guest and schedules are totally different. That's where you start to stress a little. Where you go, dang, like. Because you want to do the interview, but then you almost feel like it might not even happen because of the timing. Uh, but I know that once once everything's good to go and, and you're and you're recording, you're not thinking about nothing but what what's being said, right? Like right there in the spot. So uh, so that's a cool thing um, right there. Uh, yeah, we'll we'll see we'll see what's up. Um, I know I still got to do that interview with Shane. You know, it's been a it's been a minute, man. It's it's crazy. Like these weeks have been uh, flying by. And then another thing too, I've been I've been going kind of hard on my YouTube channel, um, like creating videos. You know, with this Nissan Z, you know, I had I had posted a video regarding it before it was done, and and then um, you know I, I just decided since since I was gonna start wet sanding the body the clear you know i better do a video on this like let me record some of this process and explain what i'm doing and i started to do that and then i had mentioned you know maybe you guys want to want to see how i polish it now so i i showed all all those steps but i had to break it down in so many different videos but they're all linked together in a playlist so uh do check out the youtube channel and do check check it out because it's it's in there, all the information, um, and I'm basically just like showing you guys like hey you know if if you want to because I show the model after it was clear that there's like debris and just like lint and all these little things that fell into it, and I'm just showing you like look all this can be corrected you know, and this is the way I do it, so I'm I'm sanding it down polishing it i mean not polishing just sanding wet sanding it and i show you how how it gets dull like how it looks all dull and and then from there and then from there getting to the point where i start to um like i do a whole series on that the next the next series is is the polishing i'm using the scratch x ultimate compound and then the ultimate polish. And and I'm showing that in the video too. So that way people get an idea of what's going down. But, you know, they're, they're kind of long though. But that's how I had to break it up into parts. And and like I said, they're, they're linked together. They're there. Um, I'm going to continue doing more videos. Uh, and posting them on the YouTube channel. So like more content is going to be going in there. I'm going to be doing a follow-up now on this Nissan Z that's completed. So now that we did the, the whole this whole polishing, this whole process, now people are going to be able to see the final product on a video. 
and um, I'm gonna be just doing more videos for the channel you know to to grow it some more and then I'm also thinking about a lot of these uh, YouTube I mean um, clips of uh, audio that I've done from past episodes and everything to put them on YouTube as well because I, I know that you know you know you, you you can only backtrack so much on on uh, iTunes to listen to old episodes but you could catch a lot of the old episodes through Podomatic so if you uh, do a search on Google and just type in like Scale Writers uh, podcast and then Podomatic after that you should be able to find the Podomatic site where you could check out all the episodes from the very beginning from the pilot episode so I know I need to uh, dig up episodes and um, just start posting them up on the YouTube channel so they're all there uh, for people to listen to you know and um, I think I think that would be pretty dope uh, for people to be able to just like find find all that stuff right there uh, but do uh, do check out the channel and all those links are are on my uh, my link tree so if you go to like my Instagram but I'm gonna put it on the show notes too now that I'm thinking about it I'm gonna put it on the show notes on these episodes so that, that way it's a lot more easier you could just click the uh, the link tree and it should be able to like link you to everything that you, you decide which one you want to um, click on there to, to view. Uh, but I am already here. Thank you guys for uh, coming with me on the ride. We made it. Uh, this is 65 Lokes signing out. Episode 222. Please keep on building. Stay safe out there. And have a good day. And a weekend. Peace.